My name is Dwayne Meyer. We're listening to the HRBB podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod Five Boy Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the HRBB podcast. We have a great episode lined up for you today. What's up, Chris? How are we Yo, doing? We're doing good, man. Doing All right. Good. So, well, first off, happy anniversary. This yeah, is this basically... Is, the, this is our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah, and we're going to celebrate in style because we have a kick-ass in-studio guest today. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Dwayne Meyer. What's up, Dwayne? Hey, how you guys And you're doing? in studio because so, you, ca- you called in last time. That's right. Yep. First time I did this uh, was over the phone, but yeah. how many podcasts have you done in one year? This will be uh, podcast number 39, and you were on podcast number eight, which was our first call-in podcast. Yeah, cool. and, I, and on, honestly, I think... Last time I checked, you were one of the, the highest rated or listened to. I don't know about rated. Listen, <laughs> listen to podcast. But we're excited because you're here now and you got your uh, you got your little girlfriend with you. Princess. Yeah. You know, a really, uh, you know, a really um, my first girlfriend with four legs and the first one that don't give me any trouble. Oh, dude. <laughs> wait a second. That chick almost bit me the other day. Okay. She's you, not me. <laughs> She's a, you know. Well, she's about for, as volatile as your other girlfriends. Thanks for inviting me over. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's hope been. We can, hope I can remember everything that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Has it, oh, let's talk about it. anything exciting has happened to you since last time. When did we? When did we have him on? The, the end of January. Whoa! Has it been that long? Yeah, it's almost a year. Yeah. So, um, man, it yeah, because we launched the podcast on the twenty sixth of December. Yeah. So it's a little, just one day over a year. Well, yeah, a lot of things have happened since the last time I was on, but uh, were you, were you, getting... you probably wouldn't believe any of it, so I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're here. We're a captive audience. We're, we're uh, ready to listen to some good stories. Nothing really new in the life of Dwayne. Uh, same old stuff. Lost another girlfriend. Ah, uh, had brain yeah. surgery. Did they fix it? I know they didn't. <laughs> you know, I was hoping they'd tighten some shit up in there and, and everything <laughs> like, would be different, but it's still the same. It's still the same. <laughs> yeah, they cracked you open, man. You got a pretty good scar on your head. That's right. You know, good thing I like scars. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you got into it's more stitches. You got a, what? A gas tank fell on your face. Gas, yeah, gas tank fell on my head. And, and people go, "Oh, what happened?" I go, "Oh, gas tank hit me in the head." How does that happen? It's never happened to me. I go, you've never been under a car holding the gas tank. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, With one bad arm and one good arm. Yeah, how's your arm still? I got shoulder issues. It probably will for the rest of my life. But, yeah. Uh, I can use them. Everything's fine. Just trying to get it up over your head is a problem. Most of the strength is down low. When I get above my shoulders, I don't have a lot So you of can wipe your ass. It's okay, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wipe it real hard. <laughs> Power wipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, how, how are the – so you're, you're basically escaping the winter. In Wisconsin, because it, well, it, it cannot. It's. I want to say it's cold here right now. It was like forty something degrees. You want to know the difference? Night. You want to know the difference between the cold here and the cold there? Is Snow. here you have sunshine, there it's cloudy, dark, dreary, uh, cold, ice, snow below zero. This is nothing. This is like a piece of cake. This yeah. is a nice day in well, Wisconsin. Well, that ice gets dangerous and just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fell on my ass more than once, but. Um, yeah, it's dangerous, especially when you get older. Because old people—that's why they all them snowbirds leave yeah. to go to Arizona and California and Florida. Because, fuck, one one good fall, they Done. could be in the hospital for a long time. Yeah. Well, now you're out here and enjoying the holidays, any, and I'm not getting any younger, but I, I can still keep my balance pretty good. <laughs> On the ice. On the ice. So you're getting um. You well, let's talk about you got that car. The sedan, right? Yeah. That you're taking to Bear Jackson. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that because, you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm thinking of what year it was, 2006, maybe five. I don't remember exactly, but uh, there was a guy named Mitch, Gary Mitch. He lived in Minnesota, and he was a customer of your dad's. And we did several cars for Gary Mitch. Um what I remember, this thing was always, uh, Gary was always in a hurry. He wanted this stuff now, 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 now. But he didn't, he wasn't afraid to pay for that hurry, for us to hurry, you know. So Gary came along and he wanted a 32, we did him a Boydster, 
with a big block, and he picked that up and very happy with it. And then that was the red one. The red one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had a 502, 502 horse. Uh, really nice car. Well, all the boisters were nice cars, really. But yeah. Anyways, uh, then he figured out he wanted a sedan, uh, two door sedan. Um, so he Boyd said, well. He said he had the body. He was going to bring the body from Minnesota, drop it off, and we were going to do the chassis and figured it would be a fast deal. The body shows up on a truck from Minnesota, and your dad's like, what the hell is that? It's a wreck. It was just rusted everywhere. And yeah. Roof. Oh, you can fix was, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't fix that stuff? Boy, he goes, yeah, I can fix it, but why bother? I, I can get you a better one. So that one went to the back seat, and uh, your dad found another one, and we put this thing together probably it was on one of the episodes of American Hot Rod. Okay. Just kind of in the in the background. In the background working yeah. on it, yeah. But but it was there and uh we finished it. Um Gary Gary called me and he says, Hey, can you get this thing done for me? Because basically if you remember right, anything that had to get done I was responsible for getting it done, whether whether it was right or wrong. But I was responsible for getting it done on time, and responsible for the way it turned out, yeah. and responsible for getting the parts and everything else. But we got it done. Gary picked it up, took it to Minnesota, and uh, I called Gary. I said, "Hey, since I did you a favor, you need to do me a favor." They were having a, a car show at Sturgis. Of all things, a car show at Sturgis. Yeah. But anyways, it was hot rods and, and motorcycles. And I told Gary, you need to bring that car over to Sturgis, which was only, what, two states away, South Dakota to, to um, Minnesota. And he did. He brought it over there and showed it. And now Gary uh, is not doing so well anymore. Gary's, I don't know how old he is, maybe 75, 80. Okay. And he's got dementia yeah. really bad. And he's in a nursing home. And I've been over there to see him three or four times uh, since I moved back there. But anyways, his wife called me and says, hey, you know, Gary's got all these cars and he'll never drive again. Can you help me, you know, liquidate? So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking that 32 sedan that we built for Gary Mitch and uh, taking it to Barrett Jackson. It's a nice car. Yeah. Did you guys, you sold the Boydster? No, he still has the Boydster too. Oh, uh, okay. You're not taking both. Well, the problem, no, I'm not taking both. I'm taking another uh, car, a 63 Fairlane that I bought last year, and I did a bunch of work to it, and now it's 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 got to go away, too. I ordered the 2020 Vet, so i got to get rid oh, of some really? cars. When are those getting delivered? Um, they started making them December 13th, and they'll start delivering them to the dealers, uh, they said, March or April. That's not bad. And and I'm pretty excited. I mean, there's a big buzz on the internet about yeah. They look and, bitching, and I mean, they're supposed to be priced pretty. They reasonable, are. Right? That was the thing that got me. What going. are they? Sixty I go, grand I or something? They start at like, yeah, sixty grand. I think the base price. Yeah. But what they were hoping, what GM was hoping was, was uh, everybody's going to option them out. You know, put all these. They got million options you can get for them, but that would bring the price up into the hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. But I. When I decided I wanted one, I go, I don't need all the, the gingerbread shit. I just want it to perform. Yeah. So I ordered the suspension package, the Z51 package, and okay. then they have a 2LS is the high-performance engine, and that's all I really cared about. You know, I don't I don't need all the heated steering wheel and yeah all that other crap to go this along with pretty, it. What color are you getting? I ordered black with a red interior. Nice. And 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 after when I was ordering it, I go, you know, do I really want a vet? Because I'm not a vet guy, you know. Vet guys are a different kind of breed. They when they go to their Corvette meetings and wear their Corvette sunglasses and <laughs> I had a vet have Corvette I, on the I bottom of their fucking have shoes. A, a vet they, guy. Yeah, you know, vet guys they are they are a different breed. You know, far out Gary, if you remember far out Gary, absolutely, he's the one that hit it right on the head. But he's he was, he was talking about Porsche guys. And oh. they're they're about the same uh, breed, Porsche it, guys, Corvette guys. Yeah, one has more money than the other. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say so. But anyways, yeah, they're priced right. You know. Yeah, no, they they look like they're going to be a fun little car. They're half the price of a Ferrari and just as fast. Wow, and they kind of look like a Ferrari. They kind of look like I a mean, Ferrari. The styling, yeah, mid engine, right? Mid engine. That's gonna be crazy. that's what sold me on it because first mid engine vet. I mean, they talked about doing mid engine vets back in the. Back in the 60s, yeah. uh, Duntoff 
was going to yeah, okay. build one. He wanted to, but Jim put it to the side and said, no, not right now. Well, when you get it, I need to come out and test drive it. Yeah, you know, I'm not even sure if I'm going to drive it. I think I might just pick it up with my trailer from the dealer, what? take it home, and put it on the Internet. Come on. I might drive it once. I don't know. What? 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 I just want to make money. What are you doing here? (laughs) I want to make money on it, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you and everybody else is going to have the same idea. Yeah, but you can't order them anymore. Oh, really? They they hit their limit. They're not making anymore for 2020. Oh, wow. How many did they make? Or are they going to make? I'm not sure the number, but um, uh, they're not making. If you order one now, it'll be a 2021, uh, and you can't get any more 2020s. Yeah. Each dealer, I think, depending on how the dealer... Uh, sold how many Corvettes they sold in the past. That's how many they were allotted. And this dealer that I is a small town dealer in Beloit, where I grew up. Um, Beloit. And they <laughs> yeah, and they had and they were allotted seven of them. They only could get seven of them. Really? Yep. You're not gonna you're not gonna uh, wait for the Tesla truck. You got one on pre-order. Who? The Tesla truck. No. Did you see that thing? It looks like a dumpster. It does. It looks funky. It, it looks pretty. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll be doing pretty that. Pretty funky. You know, they they don't even have Teslas back there. I've never. I mean, maybe I've seen one or two. Really? But I, and, and when I left California, they didn't have a lot of them around here either. But now, two years later, I oh, come back. They're all. They're over at the, every intersection. They're two or all three over. Of them. And like every shopping center now has a little Tesla charging station, and uh-huh. they're cool. Have you ever ridden one? No. Holy shit! They are fast. They are, they no. are they are pretty fast. No, I've never I've never ridden one. Yeah, I, it's just one. too too many computers for me. I mean, they're cool. I yeah. Mean, they're, well, they now they're putting charging stations at hotels and everywhere else for them things. So they must be planning on selling a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, they're they're pretty nice. I mean, I know. guess I can't talk bad about them until I drive one. You know. Speaking of vets, what was your favorite vet? That was built at the shop. Yeah, look at look at her acting up. Yeah, she's but yeah. Um, God, little little volatile um, little woman. Yeah, here. the Corvettes. Um, we didn't do a lot of Corvettes, but I I remember one we did a '59 for. Uh, was that the black one? No, it was a red one. Okay, it was a red one at at Robbie Gordon's shop. We yeah, did well, there was one. a black one too, right? That was before that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I forget of that what year one. that was. Oh. That was Larry Donaldson's. I like that. That one. was Larry Donaldson in in uh, in the Arizona. The red one was nice too. The red one was, and I can't think of who we built it for, but who ended up with it was Steve Barton. Remember? No, who's that? Uh, he was from Vegas. Uh, okay. Remember the Schubeck Roadster we were yes. building? That's Steve Barton. Ah, okay. And he ended up with it. And what happened with that Roadster? It's in his collection. He just passed away here within the last year. Really. And all them cars are sitting over in Vegas and in his... Because uh, that didn't get finished at the shop, did it? No. Did it? No, he, he got in a hurry and pulled it out. And uh, Yeah, because that thing had the motor coming out, the hood sides. Yeah, 572-inch Yeah, that thing V8. was pretty crazy. It was. Yeah. It's a lot of motor on that little Roadster. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing, hunting that thing down and checking it out. Yeah. What's the name of the collection so I can Google it later? Steve Barton. Steve Barton. Okay. Steve Barton. Yeah. Yeah, he had that vet. He had that Roadster. He had a bunch of cars, but everything he had was kind of weird, you know? Like, that Roadster even was weird. Yeah. And then when you've seen it, it, if you've ever seen it done, it's even more weird because he painted it like seafoam green and purple. No, come on. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Well, your dad used to say, his taste is in his mouth. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you, speaking of paint, the that was a funny story with the with the Ron Pratt Corvette. Yeah, because it was all everything was all painted black. That's right. And I remember standing next to my dad when Ron called and goes, "Hey, how's the yellow looking?" My dad's all, "Yeah, yeah yellow." Uh, let me call you back. Yeah, <laughs> we got a problem. Well, see, the rendering that Rockmeyer did for it, yeah, was black. And so we, I thought all along it's going to be black because that's the way the rendering was. And yeah. I never heard anything about yellow. Well, if him and your dad talked about yellow, I never heard about it. So Bert and Greg, Greg was going on vacation that day, and he was going to be gone for two weeks or something like that. And so um, he wanted to get it painted the night before he left because it was going to be his last day for two weeks. So he wanted to paint it. So he went in there and painted it, 
painted it all black, and then the next morning, that's when your dad got the call from Pratt saying it's got to be yellow. Well, that's when they that's when they had the helicopter, right? The helicopter came and delivered the motor, right? And right. They, they delivered the motor. In that's the, right. But did they? Was it? Did they actually deliver the motor on the helicopter? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. yeah. So they 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 landed in the backyard mm-hmm. at the shop, right? And that's when the phone. I was standing next to my dad when he was talking. Right. Ron so on the phone. so this guy, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. I I know his name too, but I just can't think of it right now. Which one? The guy that flew the helicopter. Yeah, I I remember that guy. He was uh, he was buddies with uh, with Pratt, and he did jet ski parts, and he did all kinds of stuff over in in Phoenix area. Yeah, but he was also the guy that hooked us up with Ryan Arciero too, the uh, the the guy who races uh, trophy trucks. Okay. Yeah. So was it UMI racing? Yeah. Engines or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But it was know. mostly was a, jet ski stuff. That was a I think. long time ago. Right. But uh, but if, if you remember that the the day he said he was going to fly it in with a helicopter, I'm like, cool. Uh, he goes, yeah, clear me out of a, a, a space. It's like. I don't remember what it was, 20 feet by 20 feet in your parking lot. And I'm like, look out there, and it's all wheels and pallets. Yeah, with all and, the pallets and everything. And, and at the same time, uh, your mom was being harassed by the city for uh, barrels of coolant and oil and stuff that was out there. So uh, she thought, she seen me cleaning up the parking lot. She goes, why are you involved in this? I'm like, <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Just go back in your office and let me take care of this, yeah. okay? So I'm clearing. I got guys out there clearing the parking lot and forklifts, and 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 your mom goes, who, "Who? What are you doing?" And I go, "Diane, this is a whole thing. This is nothing to do with your coolant problem. This is my problem, and I'm taking care of it." And then, anyways, uh, the the helicopter comes in, and I said, "She goes, oh my god, are they landing here?" I go, "Yep, it's it's the president." The president of the United States is going to land right here. <laughs> your mom's like, "Oh come on, you're 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 full of it." And I'm like, "Well." So, anyways, the, the helicopter landed in the parking lot, and shingles were flying off the neighbor's building next door. <laughs> yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, they blew shit everywhere. Everywhere, because you know, also too, like uh, I remember um, the dust collector for the polish shop. You know that that thing did its job, but it also threw shit on the roof. Yeah. So that when that, that all that polishing dust just blew everywhere, yeah, man. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting. It was fun. Yeah, that was uh there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened. Yeah. And it was cool because a lot of that stuff was a surprise like cuz we were like kind of left in the dark you yeah. know, at the wheel shop a yeah. lot of times. And the next thing, Hey, you don't know, feel bad. I was in the middle of it and I got left in the dark a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand why they did it because they wanted you guys to be surprised too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, okay. nobody believed this helicopter was going to land yeah. in our back parking lot. Remember when they brought the, they brought a horse in there one time? Yeah, Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser but, uh, brought the horse. Yeah, bought one of their Budweiser horses in. Yeah, so when they repainted, I mean, I remember that. I remember Greg not being too happy about that. Well, anyway, so he painted it black, and yeah. your dad comes out the next day and goes, that car's got to be yellow. And, you know, if it was yellow and had to be black, that wouldn't be a big deal. But when you're trying to cover black with a transparent color like yellow yeah that's a problem so burnt was the only one left because greg went on vacation yeah so burnt gets in there and he's sanding and <laughs> swearing in swedish the whole time uh anyways he they painted it yellow but there was a lot of areas where you could still see the black like in the engine compartment okay with all the sharp corners and stuff like that so he painted it painted it black and then yellow or painted it yellow yeah and rubbed it out and we thought it was good. I mean, it looked good enough, yeah. right? So we put it all together. Well, Pratt sent somebody out there to look at it, one of his experts to come out and look at it, and they picked that thing apart. Like Really? So we had to paint it again oh, after that. We had to take it all apart after it was done. And you're talking motor, apart, motor and everything. Everything. Yeah. Take the body off the chassis, everything. Paint it again. Jeez. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, that Yeah, people used to say, why are all them cars that you guys did still in the background? Well, there's a perfect example of why that one was still there. Yeah. Yeah, there was... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it goes with projects, too. You know, I mean, some of these guys, uh, it's it's. there's a few reasons why it happens. Sometimes they can't afford to keep paint on them, either. They end up being a storage unit That's for true. people, too. That's true. But, yeah, no, that was... Um, that that was I, I just I remember being just the look on my dad's face when he got that call. He's like, uh, <laughs> the, the yellow, yeah. Probably was just like the look on my face when he told me it's going to be yellow. <laughs> and the look on Greg's face and, and Greg look on Greg's like, face and look on Bird's face. I'm, 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 hey, but everybody's I'm going on, face. Uh, I'm going on vacation. See ya. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, we got yeah. it handled. Uh, and and just like the, all the rest of them, we got them done on time. Yeah. I don't think there was one car that ever didn't get done on time. Which one was that? I don't even remember which one, but I just remember there was one car, and I can't even remember which one it was now, but every one of the rest of them, right to the eight-week deadline. Yeah. Right no, to the I day. Mean, um, I remember many times my my dad getting all nervous or – We'd walk in there and he'd be like, "Don't go bother those guys. <laughs> we got a deadline, and I haven't, I, you know, I haven't missed one yet, and I'm not going to start now." Yeah, yeah. So now your dad was good about that. He, well, I mean, it, he I had a vision, it, and and he used to tell me all the time, "Hey, Dwayne, these cars they don't finish themselves, and and it takes a real team of guys to finish them. Anybody can start a car, but it takes a real good team of guys to finish them." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? Uh, I think that was kind of my dad's beef with uh, like a few people, not mentioning any names, but he'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy. He's yeah, he's got seven projects he started, but he hasn't finished one." Right. You know. And I remember, I remember back in the early '80s, my dad for my birthday bought me an RC10, right, radio control car. Okay, I was going to ask you what's an RC10. RC10. It was, it was badass. So team associated. Uh, it was badass, and but you had to build those things put them together and i remember like a, i started it and then i got to a, i got to a couple spots on it and it was i mean it wasn't that long but it was like in the first week and i remember him just chewing me out going you better finish that thing <laughs> right you better finish that thing and yeah. i did you know yeah he's trying to no and, and it was reflect uh, some values of his on you yeah no, for sure. I mean, you know, yeah, right. You said the right way. Anybody can start a project. Yeah, and that's what he said. That if I heard it once, I heard it a million times. Well, and you're pretty good at that. You're you're a pretty good taskmaster when it comes to putting these cars together. You know, you know. I mean, because it's hmm. a process, right? Oh and yeah, it's, it's a, a process. It's a, and, it's a process, and, and and the biggest problem wasn't so much getting the car done. It was keeping the people in line and doing what they're supposed to do, and doing it. Uh, when that needs to be done, you know what I mean? Because people come and go and quit and get mad and stomp out of there and or fight think, with each other. and Yeah, and then, you know, um, with your management style, I'm sure it wasn't uh, easy at times. But, no. but the thing is, how many, you know, for all the times people saw you on the show being an asshole, I mean, how many times you got to deal with knuckleheads that can't show up or they think they've been doing it for five years and, and, and uh, they know better than you and you've been doing it for 25 years. Right. You know? But you know what? I... I um. I've heard just as many compliments as I heard negativity about that because I, I talked to a lot of guys out there in the in the world and they all said, ones that had their own businesses and dealt with people like that, Absolutely. they go, I know exactly what you're going through. You did the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then you got the other ones that don't even know. They're just it's all for. They think it's it's real, but most of it's set up and staged for TV. But, um, well, yeah. it, it, I get negative and I get positive, but I think it was equal, probably. Well, and you know what too. Um, I th it's just like having kids, right? You, you really don't have a, you know, uh, you have a, or you should, you have a better appreciation for your parents once you have kids and they yeah, get older, right? Course. And you go, yeah. uh, okay. And same thing with running a business. You know, you could sit there and think that, oh, you know, whatever about your boss, and then, but those people that bitch about that shit, they've never ran their own business or right. not even managed people. They right. just show up and punch a clock, and they think that, you know, your, your your paycheck just shows up every every Friday, you know. And honestly, I don't know how I got in that position. I guess it's because I did have my own business before that, and your dad needed somebody to look over things, and I was the only one there that really had my own business that he knew of. Yeah. Um, well, and you were older, too, than all the other guys, and you you had the experience. and Yeah. And, uh you did finish things. We did get stuff done. You, 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 I mean, you know, on your own, whether you were, I mean, look, were you working at the shop originally in Hot Rods by Boy, you're working at Traders, you got your own shop, I mean, you finished it. I had my own know? shop twice, but at that point I had my own shop once. But your dad used to come into my shop and hang around and yeah. answer the phone and just hang there. And I think he was just thinking because that was when... The bank, bank, or not the bankruptcy. Yeah, bankruptcy. Yeah, it was in bankruptcy between when you happened start, starting back up in the nineties, and he was starting up on East Street. Uh, the wheel shop. That's where the wheel on, shop was on at. East and then, Street, and then in the little room they had the little hot rod shop. Right. Start with it was Mike Curtis and Dick Brogdon were that's in right. there. That's right. That's right. Right. And my shop was a block away. On yeah, the you were on the other side, side of the freeway. Other side of the freeway. Yeah. On the so way. your dad would because there was a little cafe. There was a little right. like and a he'd sandwich say, Come shop. On, let's go to lunch. Let's go to lunch. Yeah, we go to the sandwich shop over there. I thought it was cool. You know. 
the guy that I looked up to and, and mentored me through the years is now sitting at my desk answering yeah. the phone, you know? Yeah. No, that, and that was... was probably, oh God, it was probably at least five years before the, the TV thing started. Um, that would have been, so that would have been about 99. 99. Because, because I went back to work, I went back to work for my dad in 2000, and he had just, at the turn of 2000, that's when I think they moved in, you, you guys were building the buses at the Robbie Gordon shop. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's about that time frame. Yeah, 99, 2000, exactly. Yeah, because by the time I came back, the, the, everything was out of that little area and that became a shipping area the reason i know that is that's the same year i got divorced in and, 2000 uh, in 2000 oh, okay. well 99 at the end of 99 the beginning of 2000 and your dad would come down there and one day he came into my shop and he goes hey let's go have lunch i got something to talk to you about i'm like okay so we're sitting there he's like i got this deal with these people in alaska they want to build buses i'm like buses you build hot rods are they going to be hot rod buses? I, I think I had the same reaction when I said buses. Yeah. What? Yeah. So he showed me. They had a whole detailed blueprints and everything for these things. And I go, well, whatever. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then I don't see why not. And he goes, but I need to get some guys together because this is going to be a big project. And we have a short deadline to get them done. So he he uh, he took it on. Um, Skagway Streetcar Company. I don't know. I think that was kind of a deal that your dad did just to... Just to like a stepping stone to get oh. back up to where he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I the mean, bankruptcy, it was a good little project to get the get yeah. the money going. You but know? he wasn't he wasn't too picky about how them things ended up. I mean, well, as long as they looked like the picture, the rendering, and and as long as they ran well, because they weren't they weren't you know, show cars. They, they weren't, weren't show cars. They weren't they, weren't it was, it was, they they needed to have the the look, but they had to be functional. Right. Because you were going up there, they were bringing you up there, uh, what once a year or something. And I just went up there one time. Oh, one time, okay. But, they were having, but here's the here's why, because we were getting them buses done. Yeah, maybe it took a month to get one done, right, start to finish, and and it was ninety nine percent done, but it it wasn't fine tuned yet. We just got it started, and then I remember coming in on a Monday morning thinking we're going to tune this bus, and it it's shipped. gone. <laughs> I'm like, Boy, where'd the bus go? He goes, oh, it's on its way up to to Alaska. I'm like, who's going to tune it? Well, they are, I guess, when he gets there. But because they had just they had brand new Chevy motors in there, right? No, they weren't even new. They were we took them out of a junkyard. Oh, okay. They were takeout motors of of uh, I don't know. They were uh, suburbans or trucks or whatever they were. I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, yeah, the the Skagway Alaska Streetcar Company, and they're still running them. Yep, I get calls. I haven't gotten in in a, in a while, but I was getting calls. They wanted to know the brakes are bad on them. They wanted to know where to get the brakes, what the brakes were out of, and all that stuff. And uh, they gotta be putting tons of miles on those things. Bob, they've redone them already. You know, they oh, really? repainted them, um, changed the engines in them. I mean, they they use them. They used them. Yeah, they'll, they'll um, every once in a while someone will send me a picture of one. Actually, I have. Uh, uh, hey, Steve, grab that up that right there. There's the bus right there. I know this is not going to be good for radio. Yeah. So this. Oh, really? I, I bought this. Uh, well, what's funny is uh, Ray Fulcher was selling a bunch of stuff. And he asked me if I wanted to buy some stuff. And I, I said, yeah. So someone on my Facebook, I can't uh, re- I, I can't remember who it was, says, hey. Uh, and I'll, I'll post this picture on Instagram <laughs> so people can see it. So someone um, says, hey. Sends me the link and says, this is for sale. And it's the box is signed by my dad. Look, it's signed in 2001. Uh-huh. So I bought it. And then I get it from eBay a couple days later. And it was the one that Ray Ray wanted to sell me. So, I don't know. It was cool. I like buying uh, I like buying all the little little stuff online. Yeah. Because, so, oh, that's, that's, look, he signed the box. Yeah. And it's brand new in the box. I'll take some pictures of that and post it. What are you going to do? You're not going to wrap it back up again? I will. What the f- <laughs> right now, it's, it'll make too much noise. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, we need it for photo later, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a 1927 Graham panel van delivery. Is that really what it was? or No, it wasn't nothing. It was we made up to look like a, a I said a Mac. Uh, 
is looked looked like a '40s Mack truck, and I don't have any year exactly. Well, that's saying '27. Yeah, but, but maybe that's what they had there, and they just painted it. Whatever. Yeah. Nobody really knew what they were. They just yeah. They you know, were something and, and that you had a drawing, and your dad said, "This is how we're going to do it." And you know what? That is one of those obscure uh, Boyd builds that you would be like, "What." Really? Yeah, and all of them had your dad's signature on the dash. So these people in Alaska that take the the tours of Alaska, they pull in there and they, that's what picks them up at the at yeah. the boat dock, and they get in and it says Boyd Coddington right on the dash on all of them. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and you know what? Uh, a guy just hit me up. He just bought the remember the ice cream truck, uh, the, yeah. the the cream yeah cream, cream and orange. orange one. Yeah, some guy just picked that up. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I get messages all the time where people want me to verify stuff or, or take a look at stuff. So, he just picked yeah. that up recently. That was done what two thousand three or four. We're looking for your dog. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. There she is. The doors. The doors are shut. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I flew up to Alaska because, because they weren't finished, uh, and and I asked your dad who's driving him. He goes, I think they got a bunch of college girls driving them on me. I'll go. <laughs> I'm there. I'll go. So, so they fly up to Alaska, and this isn't an easy place to get into. I mean, you take you you fly in with because it's cruise ships stop there, right? Right. It's a stop on. Yep. It's the inner passage of Skagway, Alaska. Um, but anyways, you fly up to the whatever the capital is, Anchorage or something like that. I can't remember. And then then you switch. Juno. Is it? Isn't Juno the capital of Alaska? I said I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You said Juno. Juno? I don't know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so so these uh so these uh buses are having trouble. They're having trouble with the buses and uh your dad says, "I want you to go up there and take care of them." I'm like, "Fine." And I was there for about a week, but the problem is they were still using them during the day, so the only time I had to work on them was at night. And I really didn't even work on them. I went up there and I told them what needed to be done, and I had some helpers that were doing what I told them to do. But uh, during the during the day, I did stuff like hiking up in the mountains. Well, you were fishing, right? Went fishing. Went yeah, deep sea fishing on a tugboat. Took a helicopter ride to the top of the glacier. I mean, there was all kinds of you stuff. Did, uh, I just, bus driving school, huh? For the college girls, little bus driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd go out there and just see how. They, I think there's something wrong with this one. Better look at it. You should pull over here real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, but it was fun. But uh, Bob and Gala Height was their names. Okay. Yeah. And then Bob Carlson was the guy in charge of keeping them running and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I think like Ryan Poban's got sent up there too, right? Really? I, I, don't, I, I don't think remember. later on, like like a year later, I don't remember to, to do some tuning up or, or whatever i see that guy on facebook man he's lost a lot of weight yeah he? he got all into fitness like huh, the rest like of you. us yeah. yeah yeah i know the feeling you know what about you when are you gonna start uh too old fitting in some fitness too you're old not too that. old you're not too no no one's ever too old you, as long as you're moving you got to keep moving yeah i probably should do something because I, I like sugar so much i'm just that I... <laughs> i'm just noticing your shirt yeah old oldometer <laughs> old odometer and it's 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 a 59 rolling into 60 that's me when, when are you doing that i did you just did yeah october oh, happy oh, birthday shit. yeah right yes, on. you are old tell me about it but i don't but i don't look old i don't act old nah. well, maybe i look old i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> just uh i get mixed it, reviews on that on what well how if i look old if i look as old as i am Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure people are very well, especially online. People are very, very opinionated, especially when you're a character like yourself. Well, in the shop, you know, like you were talking about earlier, was I took a lot of shit from the guys in the shop. How come he gets to run the shop? How come he, you know? But they didn't know my history with your dad. They didn't know I was already there for 20 years before that thing started. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they and and I didn't look at that age at that time. I was. 37 38 years old um, yeah because i mean almost let's say almost yeah, 20 well 20 years ago no 48 you years were 40 old. 48 years old well no no 40 20 okay. years ago 40 years because i remember um going to uh after your dad passed away i went to west coast customs yeah so you would have been yeah that was and they and they had my 50th birthday there oh 49th 49th birthday there 
That would have uh, been 2008. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they had and they had my 49th birthday, and Ryan was pissed off because he bought me a cake because he thought I was 50. I go, 49, 50. What's the difference? Cake's gonna taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I took a lot of crap from the guys in the shop because they were. I don't know if they were jealous or bored or what, but you know they just ah, everyone talks shit, dude. Yeah. You know, speaking of talking shit, so everyone talks shit online and will comment. Like even when we posted a picture last week when you came in, people go, "Oh, I want to just punch that guy," yeah. and it's like, fucking. Has anybody <laughs> as much shit as people talk? Has anybody <laughs> came up to you at a show and said, "I'm gonna fucking punch your lights out"? No. Yeah. Right. Never. never. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just the opposite. Usually, people that know me that don't know me, they come up and they're like, "Oh, Dwayne, it's nice to meet you, man." Yeah, I really loved you on that show. But it's still the same people that are talking shit. Yeah, right? That guy could have, yeah, the guy that said he want. Oh, I just want to punch that guy to see you in nah, a show. Never, me, it's never happened. Like, it's just, hey, it's hey. just the opposite. People yeah. are always yeah. happy to see me. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you're saying like people talk shit because I'm looking at your Wikipedia page and just. Uh, I have a Wikipedia page. Well, for uh, the American oh. Hot Rod. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, it says the show it was known for its frequent rows and bust ups and a high staff turnover rate. And it says, uh, even Boyd's son, even Boyd's own son, cannot work there for long. <laughs> it's, that's what happens when just anybody could write these no, Wikipedia. Uh, you know what? Hey, the thing with Wikipedia, <laughs> you know, uh, trust me, uh, on some of those Wikipedia comments, we, we know that who's behind some of them. And I like, haven't. I I'm not going to mention any names, Dwayne, but Dwayne's got a little text buddy. Who? A uh, little text buddy in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He'll get on there yeah. and, and just, you yeah. know. Just, His name yeah, starts worry. with a B and ends with a C? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, it, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's funny. The internet is a, is a funny thing. Number one question I get asked, though, and still get asked at car shows, is that Dwayne really that big of an asshole? And I go, uh, he was at times, but he's all right. You know, yeah, you and I had a, a rivalry going on, yeah. but it was more of the production company. Oh yeah, put it on. yeah, yeah. You know, they wanted well, they wanted rivals. To... They wanted people to not get along. Yeah, because it made that the show more TV, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, so we. Uh, so, so when the, it turned into the TV show, did the, like the deadlines become that much like gnarlier because it had to be a little bit more strict? Like, did it, all the you know screws get tightened up a little bit because it was on TV? No. Oh, it was all it's same, and it now just the cameras. The only problem the was get a little loose. The only, pro- <laughs> yeah. The only problem was that the amount of time that we had to do a car was now cut down to eight weeks. When it would have took probably twelve months, so we had to push, push, push. But then we had every guy available on that project. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. We didn't push it in the corner and not do anything. There was every day it was being all hands on deck, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that's the thing is, you know, I know that the cars were rushed, but also too, those cars weren't intent. A lot of a lot of those cars weren't intended to be like MBR contenders, no, or Riddler contenders. No, no. they were they honestly for for the they were probably the nicest cars that anybody could do in eight weeks. That's exactly what I would tell people. When I got asked that question, how nice were them cars? I go, nicest car you're going to get in eight weeks. Well, and and, and you you can take that a a few different ways, but the thing is, it's the nicest anybody at the time could have done in eight weeks. In eight weeks, that's true. Right? Yeah, I I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, yeah, a, a lot of those cars, I mean... So all these cars, who, who do they kind of go to? Were they just well, like they, a lot of them were corporate cus- customers. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were because if you if you look at the shop and you look, there was probably twelve or more cars, probably more than that at any given time, right? And then the, then these projects will get presented, like uh, Bud Light, right? They do a car for Bud Light, and that's a whole process. Um, that, remember, we went to that was a cool deal. The um, we probably already talked about it before the. Remember that started with the focus group, right? Yeah, so yeah, because yeah, er, I remember Eric Brockmar getting a call from my dad saying, "Hey, I need a few renderings, mm-hmm. uh, but I need them like tomorrow or something like that of different different cars because we're trying to pitch Bud Light because Bud Light, you know, they liked these big companies. They like to do these focus groups, right? So a few cars ended up. I think Eric said he had to do something like I don't know, it was like twenty renderings or something. And I remember, remember, it was me and you and Joe and and my dad and. We were sitting behind like two-way glass, 
and watching these guys and they had all these things going and they, they didn't they didn't tell the people who was going to be building it because at that point American Heart was already on the air mm-hmm. and they are asking these guys and it was funny because you see the execs sitting there and then they, the, the, the moderator would be like okay so which car do you like Mr. Whatever and the, the guy would go I like the truck well why do you like the truck because I'd pile a bunch of kegs in the back and so a bunch of women in there, and we go driving to the beach, and then they, they go, "Okay, let's take the truck off the list." Yeah, because they're real, they're real sensitive about the drinking and driving thing. Yeah. So for them to build a car uh, around alcohol, it was kind of a, it was kind of a sensitive deal. But then they, then the, at the end of the folks group, they're like, "Who knows who Boyd Coddington?" And you know, people would know, and then they'd walk my dad in. Hey, and, speaking of that, I just seen that car um, at the uh, Meekum auction last night. Really? I think it was the, the Monterey auction. Somebody was selling it at the Monterey auction. Really? Yeah. Huh. How's it look? It looked good. That was a cool it car. It good, yeah. Um, I think it got up to like 80 grand, then it stopped. That's yeah, tough, out, huh? And they didn't sell it, so they had a reserve or some, of something. Yeah, like that. that was a cool car. I mean, you know, so like to answer C's questions, they were all across the board. So there was the corporate builds, and then there was just the personal builds. Yeah. Like for... I think they started people. out more personal builds because your dad was trying to oh, figure out yeah. Yeah, where he was gonna get where he was gonna get these customers. And then the corporate stuff started coming out of the woodwork, you know, Budweiser and Hershey, Hershey and O'Reilly and White Caps and White Cap, yeah. There's a there was a lot of that stuff. But that was the ones that could afford to do it. Yeah. Because you know? this these were two hundred thousand dollar cars that had to be paid before eight weeks. Yeah. So you had to have money. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. So that was kind of cool. I mean, uh, did you go to New? You went to New York, right? No, um, you didn't go to New York on the Hershey deal. No. Yeah, right, what was it? The, the, the Cadillac bottomed out and broke the transmission pan. Oh, did it? it? I yeah. don't. Yeah. Oh, it broke the transmission case. I think. I remember because I went out with me and my wife. We went out there and did uh, went to the unveiling because they were trying to do it in the unveiling in Times Square, but it was like something with the city and permits and expense or whatever then they ended up having it around the corner okay or down the uh, down the other part of town and then oh. they kind of filmed it well hershey has a thing on times square a, a building yeah a but the, building. They, were, they couldn't get the permits to do or something happened oh, but they, they yeah. couldn't do it in front I, like of i said i wasn't there i didn't go to that that was a fun time that yeah. was that was a cool deal and then that thing sold at barrett i remember the year after my dad passed remember i think you were, were you there when the first barrett jackson that was it the first that they had in vegas they wanted me and Greg to go out there, and we went out and we sat in. Uh, who was it? Was it Discovery Channels? Ah, oh, man, who was it? It might have been. Dis- I don't know. We were in the little private, private uh, sky box out yeah. there, and yeah, eating all their food, yeah, <laughs> drinking all their beer, yeah. Um, I the first Barrett Jackson I remember that I went to was in Scottsdale. That's- yeah, I, I'm talking about not the first Barrett Jackson, but th- it was the, one of the first that they had in Vegas. Oh. So that would have been 2009, I think. Oh, I did go with the Hershey car because uh, I met a guy out at the Pomona Swap Meet that was trying to sell that car for somebody. Yeah, that it guy passed, Joe, right? Joe, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and oh, he no, asked he, me. He took, th- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's where the, I'm thinking of the uh, the 57. Yeah. The 57, uh, oh, no, no, no. What are you thinking of? That guy sold twice. <laughs> the Cadillac got sold twice. It's probably sold more. The than guy that. that won it. The guy that won it. Remember? Okay, so yeah, now I'm remembering. The guy that won Hershey's gave it away in a sweepstakes, right? And I still have one of those wrappers, the Elvis wrappers, in yeah. my freezer. I have, the can- I used I have to. the whole candy there. And um, the guy that won it, you remember that? He was like a. He was like a. His hobby was entering sweepstakes. Oh, like God. they have like these magazines because you know it's no purchase necessary on this stuff. So they have people that just enter sweepstakes, and he won, and he he didn't care when he sold the car. The car didn't sell for shit at the auction, but he didn't care. And then the the person that won it was trying to resell it, and that's when that guy Joe. Well, Joe, in the Van Halen truck. Yeah, but Joe seen me at <clears throat> excuse me at the uh, Pomona swap meet, and he goes, "Hey, Dwayne, that pink Cadillac, we're we're gonna try to sell it. You you think you could help me out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what do you want me to do?" So, anyways, I thought about it, and I went home and remember they made them like button-up shirts with Elvis all over them. Kind of. And they had American Hot Rod and Elvis. Yeah, had, no. Anyways, I, I, there I was very, there was very few of them made, 
but I probably had like three of them. And uh, I was never going to wear them. They were uglier than hell. But anyways, I said to Joe, you know, if you pay me this and pay my way to Vegas and and uh, I'll throw in the shirts. And he's like, oh, really? Cool. So he bought all these shirts from me and, and uh, I went there. But the card never did bring a lot of money. It's, I guess it's a acquired taste to have a pink Cadillac. Yeah, that was... Well, and that was another one, too, where I think... We battled on the, I forget how the wheel thing went down with that one. I don't know. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting. You know, times. you, you say that in, and, and the colors, the wheels, all that stuff, everybody had their, their opinion on that stuff. But in the end, whatever your dad picked always looked good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, there was times where, I mean, I always liked it to, be a marketing opportunity for the wheels sure right? so let's let's put something on there that looks good but also that we're going to be able to promote and sell yeah and i think the only one that really turned out like that was the junkyard dog yeah i mean that was the only wheel that was the first wheel that we ever did on that uh, 56 chevy and yeah. that was the only wheel that was still in production years later still making it now still making still it making now it. so yeah. how that came how that came to be was we were doing pretty good with the Smoothie 2 and the Magneto. And we were selling a, a ton of Smoothie 2s to Discount Tire. And this is right before we ended up selling to American or Platinum Equity American Racing. And Discount Tire came in, all the, 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 the higher-ups there. And then they, they saw that wheel on that car. Yeah. And they said, that's the next <laughs> wheel we want. So we went... We went right into to mold production. Uh, we had to modify it a little bit because with the cast part, uh, you know, the sharp edges. Aluminum does not like sharp edges on some of those spokes. They tend yeah. to crack at those spots. So we rounded a little bit. We rounded the spoke and modified it. Um, it was a good-looking wheel. Yeah, it's still a pretty good, <clears throat> still a pretty good-looking wheel. Um, you know, as long as you don't get the, the one-piece Chinese ones that are floating out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that that started. Uh, you know, you know, that's it was that's that was kind of like what I always looked for was like opportunities where we could take some of those billet wheels and turn them into cast wheels and still make a really nice part, but uh, bring the uh, you know bring the price point down to where it opens up a lot more for most people. How old is your little dog there? Uh, Ten years old. Ten years old. I'd pick her up, but I tried to pick her up the other day, and she almost bit me. Yeah, she's pretty ornery sometimes. So what, what's your plan? Are you going to go back to uh, – are you going back to Wisconsin? Um, yeah, I have to. That's Now that's where I live now. But um, I'm just like you said. I'm trying to stay away as long as the cold weather's there. So you're going you're gonna to go back like at next week? No. Uh, well, I don't know. It could change. I'm going next week. Barrett-Jackson auction starts in Scottsdale on the 11th. Oh, so you're going to, okay. So I'm going to leave here, go straight over to Scottsdale, hang out there until the auction's over. And then, however, I don't even know if we talked about this job thing yet, right? If you want to, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, you and I have talked about it. Well, yeah. So anyways, you have, you have I have a me. job opportunity in, in Phoenix, and uh, it's not a sealed deal yet, but it could be by the end of the auction. So that's cool. And if it does, if it does work out, everything works out, then I'll probably stay there for a while, at least till spring. And if it doesn't, then I'll turn around and drive back to Wisconsin. And you got somebody watching your house. Yeah. Taking care of things. Yep. Making sure the pipes don't freeze. Yeah. I leave the heat on low. You know, you leave it like fucking 50 degrees. It'll never freeze up. That's cool. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, you, you, uh, I, I, when you were going to Wisconsin, uh, or back to Wisconsin, <laughs> I, I thought, I'm like, I think this dude's been in California too long. I don't know if he's ready to, to deal with it again. 32 years. Right? You, you were in California longer than, right? You were yeah, in California. Yeah, I, I got here and I was 27, and I left 32 years later. Oh, wow. So you do kind of forget about some of that cold. You do, until you get stuck in the and middle of it. you told me, yeah, you're, 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 so I remember when you told me what was it a few uh, a couple months ago? You're like, if anybody tells you it's cheaper to live out here, they're full of shit. Yeah, because like you said, you got you got the hidden costs, the, like the the riding lawnmower, and you have to cut your lawn. 
Right. And, and, and you're a slave to your yard, to your property. Well, if you want it to look nice, right? Yeah. Not like the jungle. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, um, yeah, so you're going to be out here for, I mean, potentially a long time. In, in Arizona. Arizona, yeah. That's yeah. A, Arizona's nice. There's a, there's a lot of hot rod infrastructure there. That's what I was told, too. There. It's starting to take off. I don't know if all the people from California are heading over to Arizona to start their shops, but seems like there's a lot of stuff. Well, Teo, I just went to uh, Arizona in October. I went to Good Guy Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. But then also um, they have that that guy Dino <clears throat> has uh, that Dino's Get Down. It's an all it's an all GM oh, truck trucks, show. Trucks, yeah. It's in a part. They had a. It's like the. It's called the Westgate. It's like an Irvine Spectrum, okay. right? Shopping center, movie theater, restaurants, uh, entertainment area next to the stadium. He had sixteen hundred trucks. Wow. Free a free show, uh-huh. and they actually ran out of room. So speaking of free shows, I I got to tell you about when I got to Wisconsin. Um, I'm thinking, okay, so it's spring now, and, and people are getting cars out of their garages, and they're starting to drive them and stuff. Yeah. Every day I'd hear about another car show. There's a car show here. You should come over and bring your car to this car <laughs> show. These car shows, all it amounts to is is a bar that has maybe a guy, a, a small band playing some music, and there's no prizes for any of the car shows. These people come, get drunk, and drive their cars home. I'm like, and they don't even come because the first time I went there, he goes, yeah, we're having a car show just down the street. I, oh, that's like a couple miles. I'll go down there. I pull in. I was, oh, it must be early. There's no cars here. Yeah. I left. There were still no cars there. I think there was one hot rod and my car in the parking lot. He goes, oh, it's fairly new. And then the next week I went back and there was three cars. And the next week there was four cars. There was, so it, was like, it wasn't even like a car show. It was just a guy well, could, trying to make money in a bar. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all they do. They put on a car show to bring people well, out to drink. And they also probably told everybody, hey, Dwayne from American Hot Rod's going to be here. No, they didn't even know. Most of the people didn't even know. Do you still have your Roadster? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you drove? No, I drove that uh, square body silver truck that I had over oh, there. Oh, yeah. You st- oh, you sold that, though. Sold that last year yeah. at auction. That's cool. But anyways, like, like I said, it's crazy because I, I told the guy that puts on the car show, I said, Hey, you ever think about giving out prizes, like for the best car or something like that? He goes, no. I go, well, yeah. what makes these people, what makes you think these people are going to get their cars out and bring them over here if there's nothing in it for them? Yeah. You know, all you can do is get drunk. And then who wants to drive their car they just put 100 grand in or 20 grand or whatever they put, drive it home drunk? Yeah. And they do. They do. There's more drunk drivers in Wisconsin than anywhere in the United States. Wow. And the penalties are a lot stricter well you know what's changed the game out here is uber right yeah i mean uber's really changed now they're saying there's a there's a big spike in binge drinking because people are are, people don't give a shit now people are like (laughs) yeah that's probably true people are probably true people are just getting wasted knowing they don't have to drive yeah like pound a few shots right before the uber guy gets here and it's like yeah Yeah. why not i'm not driving yeah (laughs) that's the way that's the way i kind of never done that before yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) Yeah, well, so yeah, so, um, I guess the first time we talked, it was more about how I met your dad, and then this time it's kind of like, what you're doing, what what I'm doing, and and when the the TV show started, and how all that stuff went down. But I had a lot of years there. Yeah, and I got fired a couple times, and I quit a couple times, and we we just kept getting back together. Your dad yeah. was a guy that, yeah, if he was mad, you were done. But give him a month. Or a couple of weeks and everything's cool again. Yeah. Call you up like nothing happened. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Like nothing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then there were there were people where he wanted nothing to do with. You know. Right. I mean, but you know, um, yeah. I mean, God, how many people came in and out of that door? You weren't there at, at Robbie Gordon's shop over on La Palma, were you? No, I, I was. I I went back in two thousand, but I was over on East. Well, this is. A, Kind of a short, short, long story, but your dad knew that I was getting divorced and he needed help with them buses. And he told me, he came into my shop and says, I want you to come work for me again. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? We're going to do these buses, right? So I said, well, I got the shop here. What do I do with all this equipment? He goes, yeah, that's- I'll buy it all from you. Yeah. I'll buy all the equipment from you. And then I said, okay. So he, 
I gave him a price, and he said, okay. But the deal to it was it was going to be payments. He wasn't going to pay me all at once. He was going to pay me payments, monthly payments. And I'm like, oh, that'll be all right. The whole thing, I was trying to hide money from my ex-wife so she wouldn't take it in the divorce. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's so long ago now. That was 20 years ago, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, what's the statute of limitations? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, your dad bought all my equipment and, and moved it over there to Robbie Gordon's shop. Mike and John Mayo came over and, yeah. and moved it all out of there for me uh, with trucks. And... Um, and uh, Fuck, where's that going? Anyways, they moved all that stuff out, and your dad bought it, and he was supposed to make me payments. Well, he made me the first payment, and then the next month he was supposed to make me the next payment, but he never did. And I go, hey, Boyd, I don't, I don't mean to beg you for the money, but uh, you going to make me a payment on that equipment you bought? Oh, yeah, I'm a little behind this month. I'll catch up with you next month. Okay. Well, the next month came, and same thing happened again. Well, we're a little short right now, but I'll get, I'll catch up with you. And he never, and so then that year, I think I was like six months into it or whatever at that, that Robbie Gordon shop over there. And, uh, your dad, I told your dad, listen, Boyd, it's been long enough on that money and I'm, I'm buying a Harley and I'm going to go to Sturgis and I need that, I need that money to pay for the Harley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it for you next week. I came in there. Sure enough, he paid me all the money that he owed me, and I went and bought this Harley. And so I'm riding to Sturgis, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, the buses are almost done. He doesn't owe me any money anymore. I really don't owe him anything anymore. I think I'm just not going to go back. I remember that because so, I, I remember going. So I, so I fucking I, I, I went to Sturgis. Then we well, went. You had money in your pocket. I had money in my Harley. pocket. A new Harley, and I'm riding, and it's life is great. You so just I'm, got divorced. Just got divorced. Yeah. I don't know if that was great, but anyways. Well, I mean, anyways, you, uh, you were on the road to uh, getting better. Right. I was recovering. Anyways, uh, so I we went to, uh, it was Bert and I. We went to, to Sturgis, and that's. It, this up, is, this it, is like some kind of bizarro, uh, easy rider it uh, took, movie. Yeah, it took, it, it, took, <laughs> it took a week to get there, and then Sturgis was a week long, and then. It would have took a week to get back, yeah. except for we went down to see Troy Trepania in Illinois. Yep. So we went from South Dakota to Illinois, Wisconsin to Illinois. We did an out-of-the-way trip, but I think I come back like a month and a half later. And your dad, when I walked in, he goes, what, they don't have phones in Wisconsin? <laughs> I go, yeah, they have, no, it's Sturgis. They don't have phones in Sturgis? I go, yeah, I guess they did. I just didn't feel like talking. And so he said, all right, well, get your shit and get out of here. All right, so loaded up my tools and took off. And and uh, I don't know what month Sturgis is, but it's in the summer. But anyways, he calls me back later and says, uh, it was, it was Christmas. It was Christmas. Okay, so this it was till Christmas. I think Sturgis is August. I went to work for Trader Tim uh, doing an off-road buggy that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help him with that. that. And it was six months later or something. It was Christmas Eve. I was in Wisconsin at my mom's house, and I look at the phone rings, and it's Boyd. And I'm like, I wonder what the fuck he wants, you know? So I answer it, and he goes, hey, Tommy's asking about you. Oh, yeah. Well, Tommy. I go, yeah, what's he asking? Ah, he just misses you. Are you coming back? I want to talk to you. So that's that's kind of the way your dad used to hire me back. Just tell me somebody's thinking, somebody's talking about me or somebody misses me. What you think that's bullshit? You're <laughs> <laughs> <Dr>. lying. She's <laughs> dreaming. But anyways, yeah, I've got few, fired a few times. I got fired a few times, and I quit a couple times. And but in the end, like I said, twenty-two years later, I was still there. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember when you took off, and I was like, "Hey, where's Dwayne at?" He goes, "Ah, fuck, I don't know." And then it was like, <laughs> "I think he went to Sturgis." And then it was like. A few weeks after that, I'm like, is he coming back? And he was just like, I don't know. Right? It's <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, he wasn't happy when I came back. Like he said, get your shit and get out well, of here. Well, I think, didn't you didn't you come back? Because remember we had the, was that the year of the Wheel City party? Or was that the following year? That was the before. That was the year before the Wheel City party. With the hot dogs? 
<laughs> it was fried chicken. With a hot dog. Oh, no, fried, it was fried chicken. Fried chicken and strippers. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> fried chicken and... Oh, God. Yeah, it was funny. That's a story for another time, but that was funny. Yeah, the good old Wheel City parties. Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, it definitely wasn't boring. No, no. In fact, I look back and, and that 32 years went so fast that I was here. And I attribute a lot of that to working, working for your dad because it was never a dull moment, you know. Right. And life went by super fast when you're having fun. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I miss the guy every day, you know. Yeah, uh, me too. I got that cardboard cutout out there. And, yeah, uh, I don't know how. You, I got a picture in my garage of him. It's a Magnaflow picture. Okay, yeah, the, but it those, looks like he's staring at you. Oh you yeah, know? like this cardboard cutout. I had a customer come by today earlier, and he goes. My dad passed away, and I got one. I got a cut out of my dad. Hey, too. what you need to do is make the eyes move on that thing. <laughs> well, they kind of do. Honestly, the way it, it, when you walk by, it just follows you. It, I mean, it, it, at any angle, it kind of looks like. But you're looking at I, you. I have that. Like I said, I have that picture in my shop over there in Wisconsin, and I walk by and look at it. I'm like, I'm doing it all right. Eh? Yeah, I went. Uh, Den- Dennis gave me that when he first gave it to me. That was er, that was a while back, and yeah. you walk into the shop and you, go, you just kind of take a step back, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I, I mean, after your dad died, I went and opened uh, another. Oh, no, I went to West Coast Customs. You went to West Coast Customs yeah. for a while. I went to West Coast Customs. Then then Burnt, I brought Burnt and Raphael with me over there. Well, then I decided I didn't like it there anymore, and I wanted to move on. So we yeah. actually. Uh, well, plus your family's back in Wisconsin. Mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but but I'm talking about the, the years after your dad died. Oh, and I had oh, American oh. Hot Rod over. I started American Hot Rod. American over. Hot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot hot of rods. things. Good old hot rods, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, man, I think we're probably gonna wrap it up, dude. All right. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. I gotta pee, this anyways. Was, you gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, good luck to you, man. And just we'll 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 have you on again in a few months and. We'll catch up, and and you know what, uh, you, uh, dude. Too bad you don't have better pictures of that that sedan. I'll post. What, what, I'll post. I'll post I have what some I, more, but I thought you got yeah, what you wanted. Well, I wanted a nice three quarter front, three quarter shot of the whole car. That's what I gave you. Yeah, you're not the last one. You're not the best photographer, bro. It's like I never claimed to be the best photographer. Well, you got to. I gave you what you asked. You should know for. how to frame a picture, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll post what I got. All right, so here's my here's my excuse. Dennis Mayad, the photographer guy, yes. he takes pictures of just sections of the car, pieces of the car, yeah. right? So I think he's a good photographer, right? So he's I must as well do the, the same thing. Now you're telling me mine are shit. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, if, if Dennis... Wait a second. That's like saying that Dennis is going to put a car together and he's going to know more than you. Dennis has been doing the photography his whole life. I know, and that's what I was copying his style of photography, taking pictures of parts of the car. Dennis knows how to frame a whole car in... in on a camera. Oh. Like well, he doesn't everything do in much. the frame. You well, let, let, how about this? I'm going to post pictures and let let's let people decide. All right, do it. I just want to help you sell the thing. It, it's a nice and car. I, and I would really it's, appreciate it's that. It's a very nice very nice car if you're looking for a sedan, and you want a Boyd built sedan. Yeah. That's it's probably the best one available right now. Yeah. The I only mean, problem that I see with the whole Boyd build is it don't have a Boyd chassis. It has a Boyd chassis, but it's not the Boyd suspension on it. It's yeah. straight axle and a quick change. And yeah, but it was uh, done at your dad's shop. That's the way they wanted it. Yeah, that's so, exactly the way. But uh, most people are looking for a Boyd car. They look for the Boyd suspension, the Pro Ride chassis, or whatever he was calling them. No, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but nonetheless, it's hundred percent Boyd. Yeah, it is. The only thing I would probably do on that one, um, I would probably, I would change the wheel tire combination on. Yeah, it. I, think, I, I, I think, think you're right too. I think maybe a little taller and skinnier in the rear and front. And I always wonder who picked out the wheel and tire sizes. Uh, it had to be you. No, I think it was <laughs> it your had dad. To be you. I didn't know. I, I didn't know them wheels. I've never seen them wheels. But it might have been a one-off wheel. I'll look at the pictures again. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. On well, we'll check that out at Barrett Jackson. And uh, I don't think I'm going to be going. What, when, what's the date? It's eleventh. It's a it's a whole week long this year. It starts Monday the eleventh and goes to Sunday. Yeah, I'm a, I won't be. I'll be in Vegas. I'm going to the 
Pretty close. UFC Might as well just hop over the close. Scotch well, deal. No, I'm going to the UFC fight. So are you really? Yeah. Do they still have those? Oh yeah, come on, man. <laughs> After Rampage Jackson stopped and, and uh, Chuck Liddell, I stopped watching him. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Actually, Rampage is, is still fighting. Chuck Liddell shouldn't be fighting. He he tried to fight last year. Remember the night the, we were in Vegas and Rampage and Goldberg. Oh, that was set. so. Yeah, I, that was at Nobu. Yeah. So, I Dwayne. Yeah, Seam is always a trip, right? Yeah. Who you run into, Dwayne. I was texting Dwayne. And he's in some private room in Nobu, and I walk in, and you're sitting. I sat down next to Rampage Jackson, yep. who was operating two cell phones, texting, you know, probably multiple women on two different phones, right? <laughs> and then there was Bill Goldberg was there, yeah, uh, and then uh, Mondo, right, from Denver's Choppers yep. was there, Mondo, and then some, maybe you and maybe some a couple chicks, maybe that, a couple chicks. I don't remember. It was. That was yeah. it was an interesting. But group. That, that whole deal was uh, <laughs> that was the day Goldberg met Rampage, and okay. Rampage had a million questions for Goldberg. I, I think he was coming up. He was a coming up fighter. Yeah, and he and Goldberg was already an established well, he had, fighter. He had, yeah, he had just well Goldberg was a professional wrestler, right? Not a fighter, right? 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 But but, he, but Rampage made a name for himself in Pride, and he had just that's when UFC had bought Pride, and so Pride was an organization in Japan. Yeah, I don't. So know. it was it was like he was just coming up in the ufc but that's the last time I, oh, I that's back when i went to ufc fights and i haven't been to any since since yeah. that bill goldberg he's a big dude remember i remember they had a, a ufc fight at the honda center over here yeah and uh, goldberg was there and there was some big deal going on up in there and the cops were everywhere and people were crowding around up uh, the balcony up above the up above the seating thing and uh i go what's going on over here i guess goldberg threw some guy over the top of the railing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, a guy was mouthing off, and he picked him up and threw him over the railing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he is a big dude. He was a nice guy. I met he him. He's a great guy. I met him. He was. I think he was into Mopars. He is. He? He's, in, he's into every kind of car. Yeah, he was into a... Mopars because when I was American Racing, he was hitting me up about yeah. wheels over there. Yeah, we could go on forever talking about all the people and all the fun and everything else. Yeah, but parties and all the good stuff, man. Well, all right. We're going to wrap it up, man. All right. Well, I appreciate you again having me oh, over. Oh yeah, and, uh, thanks for coming by. And, it's uh, not very often I get to get I over know, here. I know it was anymore, good to so. do the face to face. It was cool on the phone, but it's always better face to face. Yeah, yeah. It's always great having an in studio guest, especially somebody with uh, rich history like you, with uh, Chris's dad. So, yeah, yeah it's awesome having yeah. you in here, buddy. Is Princess well, thank want anything you. to say? Oh, what's, you. She, what's she doing? My she's, blanket there. No, she's yeah. trying, she's making it comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it more comfortable. Look at her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cute little dog. She's making it more yeah. comfortable. <laughs> All right, man, Steve. All right, well, from Chris Kyneton and myself, Steve, Dwayne, thanks again for joining us. Uh, you've been listening to the HRBB podcast. This is episode number 39, and we are signing off for this one. We'll talk to you guys next time. See you.